Burnout is prevalent among healthcare workers, from physicians to nurses to executives. Beyond the mental cost of burnout, it can also severely impact how health systems operate. While many health systems offer support, having employees take advantage of those resources can be difficult. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily. It's Tuesday, May 16th. Yesterday, we heard an Encore episode featuring an interview with Dr. Nigel Girgra, Chief Wellness Officer for Oshner Health. In that conversation, we spoke about initiatives underway at the health system to support the mental health and well-being of its 36,000 employees. And we briefly talked about Even Health, one of the companies Oshner is working with. Even Health is the creator of Cabana, a digital mental health peer support group that Oshner and several other healthcare employers offer as a resource for employees. Cabana works by anonymously connecting users through live group discussions moderated by professionals in the healthcare industry. Participants are off camera and can change the sound of their voice. And the program mimics the look of being in a room with others instead of the digital meetings we've all grown familiar with over the last few years. The goal of the platform is to provide a lower cost, earlier intervention mental health resource for individuals. On today's episode, we hear an encore of my conversation with David Black, co-founder and CEO of Even Health. In February, he told me that while many organizations offer their employees some sort of peer support, workplace dynamics often get in the way of employees utilizing the service. We're connecting healthcare professionals from all across the country in live moderated groups where the moderator is a, a mental health professional or a healthcare professional. So it is a, a version of peer support, peer group support that's professionally moderated. Uh, we got our start with Oshner, but we then expanded. And so our focus is if you're a healthcare professional in one part of the country and you have a coworker that is really difficult to work with, or perhaps you are a nurse and you're dealing with a physician that just creates a really difficult work environment and you don't know who you can turn to in your organization. All of our partners tend to have uh, peer support programs. We created another outlet for those professionals. So we we started our, our work with Oshner because Oshner has plenty of, of resources, but is fairly uh, leading in the industry when it comes to looking at new ways to support mental health and well-being amongst their workforce. And for our relationship, we centered around the concept of anonymity, that we wanted to give uh, individuals, employees, a sense, a space where they could truly be anonymous. And that was actually at the crux of the technology that we built, where individuals would be camera off. They, they actually could not turn their camera on in the platform. They are entering with an alias and they can even change the sound of their voice. And so you, you really, when you experience it, you can't see anyone else. It's really just a, a one-way feed for audio and video, and then just whatever you want to share back. And so we got that opportunity to help uh, Oshner that then blossomed into Geisinger's and Advent Health and other organizations across the country that realize we have peer support programs in-house, but not there are some situations where our staff, the peer may be a challenge in the organization. And so we're, we're offering another medium where individuals can connect a bit sooner, but also reinforcing the, the resources that those employers offer to date. So we're just one step in a continuum of mental health support. And 
if that's what it takes for someone to take their first step, great. And then we can be integrated in the continuum of those employers to help them navigate where to go next. What are some of those barriers to getting support that you've seen in developing Cabana? It is hard to make time for mental health, period. We can rationalize that because we're afraid of what others may think, because we're afraid of our reputation. And that's a huge, huge barrier in in the healthcare professional community. We're afraid of losing licensure. There's lots of those fear-based reasons we justify that. There's cost, there's access. Um, And so the the access challenge used to be a huge element, particularly pre-COVID. And and so being able to connect someone virtually helped uh, lessen, lessen that element. The cost piece somewhat, the the time element of, of having to commute somewhere, and then also just the, the stigma. Uh, we saw huge spikes after COVID in, in mental health utilization and, and continued on, but there was also growing trends before that digitally. So um, this ability to be able to tackle mental health barriers by using digital health existed pre-pandemic, I think became more widely adopted as we, we saw that. The reality, though, is we can't effectively add more therapists. You see a lot of mental health tools that are pulling from the same pool uh, of qualified professionals, and there is a role for that, but there is also a constraint and there's a limiting factor. Can you talk a bit more about uh, some of those limiting factors? When I started Even Health, I realized that we, we can't afford to give everyone a therapist, let alone sustain that, and we have to look at more cost-effective ways that that break down those barriers. So for us, it's it's we center around making time for mental health being hard. We just try to make that easier. And we're trying to make that easier by reaching people earlier in the continuum. So on average, it takes individuals 11 years from when they first experience symptoms to when they actually seek professional support. And 11 years is a very long time, especially as an average. And so for us, what can we do that's going to shorten that average for when someone really needs to seek support, if at all? You've developed this digital platform and health systems have partnered with you. But how do you get that nurse or physician or other healthcare worker to get started and to participate? We create opportunities for folks to sign up in various aspects across the organization. So in the break room, we have a flyer with a QR code that employees can scan during their break that makes it really a a one-click process to create their account. So it's about 30 seconds for individuals to create accounts and then click into a group that's happening. Uh, We're running groups every single day. So if the groups work out, 40% of our users are joining groups the same day that they register for them. 80% are joining that same week. So the the access piece, we're, we're really creating another channel for support. Uh, through through Cabana, but just creating a really simple login process. Uh, we're not asking for a ton of information. We're just asking for someone to have an email, whether that's personal or whether that's uh, work, it's their choice. And that is by design. Uh, we just want to make sure that people are, are feeling that they control what they're sharing. Uh, and then we have those same throttles that, you know, it's a, it's a web-based app. It's a mobile app. It's wherever folks need it. We do have a content that we've been creating. Um, everything that we do is centered around the concept of time. So if you have one minute free, we have something there. If you have three minutes free, we've got something for that. What have you heard from some of your healthcare system partners about the platform? We're blessed in that our partners um, 
talk about us to other health systems and, and our, our hearing feedback. Um, we had a chief nursing officer at LifeBridge that was you know published in the news talking about her own experience and what it felt like to be in the room to actually feel a sense of, of being vulnerable. And you know, I can sit here as the you know the the chief evangelist, if you will, of of my own product. But yeah, it is so powerful when you can hear in someone else's words a user talk through their own experiences. And we've been fortunate that the leaders of the organizations we work with experience the product themselves. They jump into groups themselves. They have stressors themselves, but they're they're able to experience this and then translate that as they talk to their staff, as they talk to other leaders. So. We've heard just firsthand experiences uh, from the leaders we work with that they felt comfortable. And that creates a buzz that then allows them to talk to their own staff and bring it up in huddles. And then we get word of mouth from staff that experienced us. So we had a, a case where a staff member sent us a comment at the end of every group and we asked people, did you feel better? How'd it go? And they said, this is wonderful. I, I learned about this from a colleague on Friday. I was able to sign up. And then on Monday, jump into a group that was really perfect for what I'm dealing with at home. And, and you know, those are the, the stories of just people getting support and then sharing it with one another. Half the battle, if not the whole battle, is just building awareness at the start, helping people know what they have available to them and then knowing how to access it. When it comes to addressing mental health concerns among healthcare workers and making those resources available, what should systems and their leaders keep in mind? So there are there are kind of three areas that I think all organizations need to be working on, and it's it's awareness, it's relevance, and it's simplicity. So awareness at its core, you've got ten thousand employees, you're communicating all messages. You've got screens up and everything there. That is, there's a lot of noise competing for, for someone's attention. The, the relevance is, as you can imagine, is this really tailored for me? And then the simplicity, which is, it's just hard for people to find support. Um, a lot of organizations I go to, I look on how quickly it would be for me to get support through one of their in-house resources or external resources and try to understand the time and what the experience is for most employees. And when you do that, you begin to have a feeling of, Sometimes it's really challenging to navigate how simple how we think resources are simple and they're not. So, and we try to take a lens of all three of those, um, and that's where our our, our partners give us uh, good feedback. How do you see Cabana or a similar platform that Even Health might develop uh, scaling up over time? This model of support should absolutely be utilized broadly across um, general populations. It, it's Peer support is an underutilized resource. Um, we have seen it being utilized in substance abuse, but it can be useful in so many areas. I and mean, social support has been proven for periods of growth and periods of adversity. So I'm, I'm very much a big believer that the work we're doing will look to expand over time, but I'm also staying focused on the fact that group cohesion, the things that help us lean into one another and, and find support, um, there are different ways that we can connect. And profession, professional affiliation matters um, in a certain industries. So in the military, uh, you know, where your community and your co-working environment are really overlapped, um, you know, there's a lot that can be valued by, by leaning into this model for a military community um, in the way that we look at bringing healthcare professionals together 
Um, not many people have spent time in a hospital setting when they haven't had to be there for a family member. And, and so understanding the hospital from that lens um, creates a perspective that just takes time for people. And so by bringing peer professionals together, we shortcut that, um, that chance to say, I, I see you, I understand the environment you work in, and you can jump straight to what's really the root of the matter. So that's why we focus on core populations because we feel mental health is important for everyone, but um, it's gotta be relevant to who you care about, the groups of people that you connect with. I know that's a big challenge with group support is the fear of going into a room and not knowing, are you gonna relate to these people? We try to uh, help make groups, again, spaces more comfortable. Uh, and so we're staying focused on this, but I'm certainly a big believer in, in this needing to be a model that we, we scale writ large across the industry. That was David Black, co-founder and CEO of Even Health. He joined me in February to talk about how his company's anonymous peer support platform, Cabana, aims to support the mental well-being of healthcare professionals. This has been Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with healthcare business and policy news, as always, in 10 minutes or less. In the meantime, you can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare Daily Podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.